Welcome to the Bulls Globe on Nothing But Net Radio, part of Dash Radio and 1252 Sports Entertainment. I'm Salim Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined by Edward Shield Jr. Edward, how's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, everything is good with me, man. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying the playoffs. Uh, enjoying getting tidbits of Bulls info uh, from like the little things that have been happening, and which we'll we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a question for you. Something I was thinking of. It's a nonsensical question, but I, I want to ask you because I've never asked you before. Uh, let's say if someone told you, hey, we can make the Bulls contenders, contenders, and you'll probably win at least one championship. Like, what is the worst thing you let have have happen to you for that to happen? Like something like bad to happen to you, like maybe like get punched by Mike Tyson or <laughs> But you'll be the Bulls will be contenders like for the foreseeable future, um, and you will see a seventh championship. Like, what's the worst thing that do that something happen to you in that regards? I mean, dang, that's a tough one right there. I mean, all right, so I'm a, all right. So fun fact about me is I can't swim, so I would jump in the deep end and I would try to come back up. Oh, oh, that, that that's a sacrifice. Man. That's a sacrifice. I I don't know if I would do that. I, I would I would like because I'm I'm a bad swimmer too. Yeah, I, I can't swim. I can I the most I can do is like float on my on my stomach and like maybe I mean, dog paddle a little bit. I mean, I risked it all, man. I mean, risk it all, man. I yeah, all, I would man. I would definitely I would say like I would definitely like you know take a hit from Mike Tyson in his prime. Not like because right Mike Tyson right now is scary, right? But like I take a hit from Mike Tyson in his prime. Just would I just you, close my eyes and hopefully I'll, I'll hopefully I'll be alive. I hope y'all be alive. Would you get in the ring with Brock Lesnar for five minutes? Yo, that'd be a that'd be his longest match in years. <laughs> and B, that that's right. My, my I would take a I would take a swanton off this version of Jeff Hardy who doesn't care where he falls now, like where he doesn't even try it. <laughs> I would off a ladder. I would take that through a table. That's crazy. Would you, crazy. Would you take a Would you take a bump off like a top rope or a cage onto thumbtacks? For a gym, oh. man, I don't think I would. Not for yeah. Not for a championship. I would get three D no. through tables. I would do any table spot. I think the thumbtacks through a cage is too. There's too many variables. Yeah. Like I don't like watching that when I when I'm a fan. Like I'm like this yeah. is not fun anymore. <laughs> 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 like this is serious. Don't do that. You're at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, well, let's bring it. Well, obviously, our guests are already uh, chiming in, so we'll bring them on for sure now. It's uh, John Sabine, uh, Matt Peck, and uh, Dave Watson, uh, formerly Bulls Outsiders, Bulls Outcasts, uh, Locked On Bulls, uh, the greatest NBA Twitter account, Velveeta <laughs> Cheese, uh, all of those combined. <laughs> greatness uh what what are what are your guys thoughts i know john already said matt what would you do sorry for jumping in too i was no no you're good you're good my apologies i ruined that wrestling i'm so sorry i was in (laughs) i don't really have an easy answer for that like oh what what would you be willing to do how far would you be willing to go for your team to win a championship just just win just be better at winning it's not my problem (laughs) you gotta sell something you gotta gotta sell your soul davis over here right you're the one person i know who would do something insane 
for to let the Bulls win. Come on, like man. Cut, like cut up, like give up a pinky toe or something like no, that. No, no, I, like, I want to keep not, all my digits, and I just want, I just want the teams I root for to be better at winning. You Matt's be already those, like, suffered. What more does he need to give? Like you would have like, enough, those, John. The, 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 the Bulls owe us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they owe us some checks. They, hey, they want more. What are we? The giving tree? Like it's their fault. They got me used to championships when I was a yes. kid. And now yes, it's been like, oh, okay, cool. We have one since 98. How long ago was that now? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Why? The Spurs who win like four championships over 15 years is now considered a dynasty. Like, <laughs> right. Seven, That's six true. in a row. Six. I'm very concerned with Ed saying he would jump into the deep end of a pool and he can't swim. <laughs> that's I that know. That's, concerning, that's, bro. that's your man. life. Yeah. Yo, that's your life. I mean, I don't want I you to die, up, Ed. Like, yeah. I, know my, I, know, <laughs> I know getting punched by Mike Tyson could be like, that edge, maybe I would I, die. Um, but I think maybe there's chances I would just get knocked out and be like a coma for uh, like a half a year, maybe. <laughs> I mean, but I'll be back so and I'll be able to. Re- so know I, that you know they won. I have I have Denzel Valentine confidence, and I am very confident I would come back. <laughs> <laughs> if you have Denzel Valentine confidence, there is really nothing in this world that you can't. I mean. That is a fact. That needs to be in that like psych, like psychiatric almanac, whatever that's called. Like yeah. Denzel Valentine confidence should be a, like a syndrome. Yes. <laughs> oh, you cannot man. jump it's... off of this building without a parachute. I mean, you know, shooters got to shoot. It sounds like one of those like saw games. Like, you know, you got to like, you got the like trap on your head. And it's like, if you get out, you get out of it. The Bulls win a championship. If you don't, well. You got to stick your hand through like a bed of nails to, to, get, to get the key to unlock that, you know, trap. That's crazy. I would cut some of my hair. I would cut this a little, a little lower. You know, that's about it. Like, that's that's as far as I'm going. I'm not, like, I would get a, you know, this nice little trim where it's just right off my neck or something, man. But that's that's about it. Probably cut my beard. I cut my beard off. I haven't done that in you know, decades. So, you know, yeah, I, I do that. You would, you would look so like unrecognizable. I feel like if you, yeah, shaved. but I'd still be phenomenal, Salim. So that's, yeah, you that's would be phenomenal. I think you'd be so handsome. <laughs> I'd still be phenomenal. So, I. so. so th- there you go. There's my, I would shave Dave's beard. Uh, for the Bulls to win a championship. <laughs> the sacrifice that Matt yes. did. No, that's a sacrifice. I would let Pet come near me with sharp objects. That is sacrifice, sir. Oh, man. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, well, you know, speaking of obviously the Bulls getting better, there's been some talk about them potentially uh being able to add some pieces once free agents comes around, uh, some interest that they have. And uh, obviously we've seen interest from said players in the past from the Bulls, one being Lonzo Ball. Uh, first of all, we'll, let's start with Lonzo Ball. Uh, so it was recently reported that the Bulls and the Clippers were are the two teams that are interested in him and the Pelicans have not – would not be willing to match the contract just because of the cap situation that they're in. Now, obviously, depending on the price tag, I know Edward and myself have been very uh, open to having Lonzo Ball on the team. Uh, like, I wouldn't go anywhere above $20 million. Uh, Like, 20 is a push. I, I'm thinking more like 18, 19. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Lonzo would be a good addition. I would love to get your guys' thoughts. I know I, I I think I know Dave for the most part would be all for it. 
Um, I, I, I saw John kind of like giving me the, what the hell are you talking about? No, 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 so no. John, that was more of the Clippers that I was like, the Clippers don't have the money to get. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I, yeah. I, I, I'm just like, they keep saying the Clippers, yeah, like, I don't they know. have no money. I don't uh, know. Maybe it was a I would love Lonzo. Okay, okay. I would be, I would, I would, I don't even care about the money. It's not my money. I don't care. No, exactly. Damn. Exactly. Damn. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I said, I, I think it will be good addition um, to, to the team. So yeah, just what are your guys thoughts overall on, on, I'm hearing that and and seeing that potentially the Bulls could more than likely that is going to probably happen. I, I still don't think it's very likely. Um, and I think it's because Lonzo wants more money than he's worth. Um, I like, I, I don't dislike the, the Lonzo to the Bulls idea. I, we've been screaming out for a competent point guard for a while now. And, and, and in some ways his game could really fit well with Zach and, and Vooch and our other pieces. Um, but I, I think he's looking for North of 20 million and I don't think he's worth that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm my, what I am thinking and hoping is that AK and Eversley hold that same opinion that, you know, the bulls are, you know, not in as dire straits as the Clippers are financially speaking, but they also would have to do a lot of wiggle room kind of stuff to create the space needed for the contract that Lonzo is going to demand. And then, and then you're basically done. And like you, you can't make any other, you know, fringe moves to fill out the rest of your roster, the back end of your rotation. You're going to spend all your money to bring in Lonzo. And to me, I just don't know if he's worth that kind of move. Um, you know, I think there, there aren't any perfect options. There aren't even really any great options when it comes to addressing that point guard spot this offseason. But he's not, he's, he's not the one that I would focus on because I think he's, he, he's going to cost too much. Yeah, I, I agree with Matt. Um, I think the issue is, though, like he said, it's slim pickings uh, out here for point guards, which is why this is even a conversation. Um, because Lonzo is is near the top as far as point guard, you know, free agents right now um, between, you know, shooter and, you know, other guy who I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah, I like the fit. The fit is actually wonderful. Uh, having Lonzo here, it's a wonderful fit. You get a guy who's a facilitator. We've been begging for a point guard and begging for a facilitator. Uh, of course, you know, the money is a concern, but like John said, it's not, it's not your money. It's not our money to spend or worry about. Um, it's just like, man, he's going to command so much and he's going to get that. But it's only in my head, it's only three places he wants to go. And that's either Chicago, LA or New York. Mm -hmm. So that kind of narrows it down. So if the Clippers don't have his money, um, I don't know if he wants to go back to the Lakers uh, after, you know, kind of how he was done, but you know, money talks, you know, and you know, New York wants a point guard really, really bad. And you know how great Thibs is with point guards. And it's New York. And, you know, he wants to be back around where they do actual talk shows. You know, <laughs> he can actually just go down to, to Jimmy Fallon or he can go down to Jimmy Kimmel. Like, he wants that. You know, this is what he grew up with and this is what he craves. So I know he wants that. Um, I like the fact that how he works on his game. That dude's a gym rat. To take himself from a dude who we didn't think could shoot anything to being, what, 37%, 38% from the three-point line, uh, averaging like 14 a game. Gets you like six assists, you know, you get those rebounds and he's a solid defender. Yeah, he's a good point guard. I don't know how much he moves the needle for the Bulls uh, 
as far as like, yeah, this is the piece that takes us there, takes us over the top. I don't know. But we need a point guard, and I don't think we're in a position to be picky um, right now because we need one, like, tremendously, especially with Kobe being hurt. So, yeah, his his want for us it is is high right now, and I, I, w- I would take him for sure, yeah. He'd, he'd be a great fit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like if, if it's so – and obviously New York hasn't been mentioned yet, and maybe they will, will eventually, but if it's, it really is between the Clippers and the Bulls, I feel like we may be able to get them for a reasonable price set because like John illustrated, hey, they are Clippers are well over the cap and any move that they make, a sign and trade or anything like that, is very difficult. It's like they would have to send out um, – if they do a sign and trade, they would have to like kind of hard cap themselves uh, because they're in the luxury cap right now, luxury tax right now, I should say. So or if they make leave. a trade – What's that? Or Kawhi leaves, and then they have the money. No, well, yeah, I, and I highly doubt Kawhi is leaving at this point. I'd, I'd be pretty shocked. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously that that could happen as well. But yeah, for them to get down to like the I think the one the apron, which is the hard cap, is about one forty two. They're currently at one forty eight. They would have to send out a, like a bunch of contracts to a, maybe a third team, um, and like I said, it just hard cap themselves and to give Lonzo 25 million a year or something like that. I think so to, in that regards, until maybe another team gets involved. And like I said, the Knicks could get involved, but I feel like right now you could probably get Lonzo in a, in a comfortable deal that you were not like, uh, I can't believe we signed him for that much. So I hear you, but the two things are, he's a restricted free agent. So if we sign him for something that's reasonable, then the Pelicans would be like, oh, okay, that's reasonable. We'll, Sign, you know, that's the asset, you know, um, and there's a bunch, every free agent this summer will get paid because everyone has Giannis, Rudy Gobert, uh, like Joel, like they have money for actual superstars and there's none and they're going to not, they, they're going to, so I think, I think it's going to be like 2016 where everyone gets overpaid and every contract looks worse. And so it's like, well, do you want, will he help you win? And can you swallow having a bad contract? Cause I don't think there's a scenario in, in this ecosystem with all this cap space that all these teams have where you're going to get like a steal. Like, I just don't, unless it's someone, a no, a, a, like a no name, someone who makes a leap. Yeah. I, um, I agree with you. Cause uh, I'm looking at the top point guard salaries in the league right now. And uh, if you start going around the 20 million mark, you have Malcolm Brogdon at 21.7 Fred Van Fleet mm-hmm. at 19.6 then there's a giant leap to De'Aaron Fox at 28.1. I think Lonzo Ball is going to get more than 20 million per year. And yeah. I don't know if Bulls fans will be comfortable with that, but I think Knicks fans would be because Knicks fans have the Knicks have a lot of cap space. So it, it really is just a matter of do you think Lonzo Ball is worth anywhere from, let's say, 20 to 25 million per year? And like y'all, I don't know if I, I don't think he is really worth that. And if you give him that over four years, you're basically you're married to him mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> That's such a good point. But you, I, I think you also both fans should also look at it. Can we uh, waste another season of Zach Levine, Vooch, of all these players not having a point guard? And so instead mm-hmm. of just looking at the contract, if you look at it, no one's worth that much money on earth. <laughs> it's immoral. There's like three people on earth. You know? <laughs> like, looking at the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 oh, I should pay people. Like I owe money. Uh, I'm worth so little. Uh, but I feel like 
can we we'll look at the sunk cost of not having a point guard and what it does for the development of the players in this team? And I think if you look at it through that lens, you can swallow it better and just say, All hey, right, I'm going to go cry about Lowry marketing. I'll be right back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's it. Like Lowry, not never having a point guard. Think of how much different his career would be. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be a whole different monster. Yeah. And that's the thing, John, like we know the need. We know what it is that we truly, truly, truly need. What a mitzvah, we, you know, yeah, we know exactly. We know exactly what it is. And I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we can't really be that picky about it. Get the vaccine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, we know that we know why people are getting sick. <laughs> it's, it's this virus called COVID. Get the vaccine. It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> get, a, get a point guard. <laughs> Well, well, there are other options. I mean, obviously, it is slim pickings and free agency, but there was also a rumor that the Spurs were looking to potentially move DeJounte Murray. Uh, that one, I think he's on a very – he's actually underpaid, I think, arguably, what his current contract is. He's, like, making, like, 13, 14 on an average, million on an average. He would be a great fit next to Zach. Uh, he would bring he would be a great fit next to Kobe as well. Yeah. You know, he can he can mix and match. He can do that three guard lineup where he can, uh, you know, and ex- especially bring that point of attack defender that the Bulls really need. Obviously, he's not a shooter, but I'm not really concerned about that. Um, he brings exactly as far as what the Bulls need on the defensive end. Uh, obviously, he's not a half necessarily a half point point half court point guard. But I'm, I feel like he, he's he's good enough where he makes solid decisions. Um, he just he's just a really good player, and I think that would be ideal if the Bulls could figure out a way to kind of get that done. Because I know the Spurs were interested in Larry, um, maybe some oh, excuse me, some kind of sign and trade with him and Sato. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I think I, I see you guys nodding your head with me. Um, what are your thoughts on, on DeJounte to, uh, as far as going after him? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you in that he is on a very team friendly contract, like not, not quite Zach Levine's contract that's going to expire at the end of this next coming season where, you know, as, as he pointed out himself in an interview he did with Rob Schaefer, you know, the other day, he's like, yeah, I'm the only dude in the league of the top 20 you know, whatever score, the top 28 scores in the league who's not making 20 million, uh, aside from dudes on rookie contracts. Um, Deontay Murray's not that much of a value contract right now, but, but you, you know, you said, Slim, you, you weren't far off. So next season, he's making 15.4, 22, 23, 16.5, 23.24, 17.7. I think those are very reasonable numbers for Deontay Murray. I think he's a great fit with Zach. He gives you defense. He gives you playmaking. There's still, I think, some room for improvement as a reliable three-point shooter, at least a viable threat behind the three-point line and everything else to his game he's got. And if you ask me, what would you rather have, DeJounte Murray on that contract or Lonzo Ball making north of $20 million, Give me DeJounte Murray 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah, you're right. And, and the other thing, uh, Celine about Murray is, you know, he's not a shooter, but he still is averaging what, like 15 a game. Yeah. Like, he will still score. You know what I mean? He still puts the ball in the basket. So that says a lot about him, you know, in his game anyway. And the fact that him and Zach have that relationship already. Um, and again, everything we're kind of building, you, you kind of build around your best player. So if your best player is like, yeah, I like this guy. Okay. So we got to make some moves and see if, you know, we can get him here to, you know, play with you because, 
that's that's how the uh, untradeable Thad Young, you know, came to be was because yeah. of, of Zach, <laughs> Zach Levine. So, yeah, like DeJounte Murray, <laughs> I would definitely enjoy having him here. I love his height, too. And that's another thing I, I like to talk about is his height and his build, you know, because he has the body where he can play multiple positions. And I like that. You know what I mean? Because this is such a positionless game now. Like, he can be anything on the defensive end. So he doesn't just have to guard your point guard. You know, he can guard your two and even cheat on your three. So I like the fact that he fits like that. And I like Billy Donovan. As much as I like Fibs with point guards, I like Billy Donovan with point guards as well. Um, I think he does really well with point guards. And, yeah, I think, yeah, Murray would be an excellent fit, especially for that contract. Matt is correct. Especially for that contract, you you would go Murray. 100%. He, I mean, he's Tyrese Halliburton. Like he's mm. he's better stats than Tyrese, and we love Tyrese Halliburton. He has a six ten wingspan. Uh, you'd have to give up either Lowry or you have to go with Kobe, right? You have because you have to do a trade for him. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think it makes too much sense if if the Spurs want Lowry. Like mm. uh, you probably have to throw in a pick though for us, and I or like or two second rounders. Um, okay. I think you'd have to throw in another asset that's not Sato. Like it might take Kobe oh, Archie. But, Felicio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we have a lot of people that are like, anyone please. Uh, but he, he would be perfect because just the wing defense between him and Patrick Williams would be unbelievable. People would not want to play us. No, that's absolutely right. I like the, I like the fact that, uh, and I didn't even know this, but per 36, he averages well over eight rebounds per game, yes. which is crazy mm-hmm. for uh, the point guard position. And then on top of that, almost two steals per 36 too. So I mean, yeah, like like Dave said, I, I think the value that he has in so many different areas is well worth it. And then he's on a value contract. So you're winning in the margins game right there. And you still have someone who's really young, like what he's like, 24. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you're not, I, I feel like 24? you're not like, yeah, he's like 24. So he's oh like, oh my not, gosh. Yeah. Like that's, a, I, that's I think, so young. Yeah. He, so he's just starting to really like get into the prime of his career. So your arrow is still pointing up and you're not really paying like like uh like matt was saying like north of 20 million for someone who you're still hoping for the same type of upside with with lonzo ball so i i like i like murray as an alternative more to uh to ball i think we all do right yeah yeah Yeah. and and i'll say and i'll say this too i know we talked about the shooting though but i think the strength that murray has over lonzo is he'll put pressure on the defense by attacking the basket like he's not gonna shy away from he can get to the basket. He finishes like 64% at the rim, 65% at the rim. So he can, he'll, he won't shy away from, uh, you know, when the, when, when Zach is being double, triple, and we have, he has to get the ball away. He's not, you know, DeJounte is not going to be like, Oh crap. What am I going to do? Let me pass the ball. Lonzo. We've seen he, he's more likely to pass up open looks or not yeah. shoot the ball or not not attack the defense, but pressure on the defense. I think we've seen that. Like, yeah, he has a high volume three point sh- uh, as a, th- is a high volume three point shooter. Lonzo that is, but I've seen enough games where Lonzo does kind of shy away from kind of taking that shot. And nothing Salim like, and, and you brought up a great point right there, because there are many times that you see Lonzo on the court. And if you get that, he's tall, you know, yeah. he doesn't play to his height. You know, he's six, exactly. six, and you forget that when you watch him. I thought he, he was 6'4". 6'2", yeah. Yeah, I thought he was a smaller guard, but he does not play 
to his height like Murray does. Murray definitely plays to his height. And another thing, and and this doesn't bother me, but I know I know guys like Matt don't would would uh, uh concur with this. But he doesn't bring the baggage that Lonzo is going to bring. As in, yeah. you know, his pops. And I know Matt does not want to see LeVar Ball here. And he doesn't <laughs> Wait, want that at why all. Why don't you want to see LeVar Ball courtside at a Bulls game, man? <laughs> I would I would have really loved LeVar Ball if oh Gar Foreman was still like the GM because it'll be funny him oh, like yes. talking crap about Gar Foreman. <laughs> but that's about it. It's it, it, it's double off that. Murray was you have no bad habits to unteach him. He's been on top of it. Like, right. you know, he's 24 and he's had that's the best point. of the best. And so it, there's no deprogramming. And if anything, like, I think that's like a helpful, that oh, matter. I think that John, matters. Did, didn't, didn't you hear Greg Popovich is washed and terribly overrated. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that is truly of all the crazy things. See where Fred has said, that's the first one that's, and he once told I, me I that, missed Luke, that one. What, what did Fred say? He, he once said Luca wasn't the best rookie of his well, draft class. Yeah. Well, and, I, I've seen that one. <laughs> and, th- and then he said, Greg Popovich was washed regarding team USA. And oh, after God. their second exhibition loss, he was like rampaging through Twitter, demanding that Greg Popovich be fired or step down as the Team USA coach. It was oh, the dang, first time I, I was like, we need to have a wellness check. Like, this is like, <laughs> Frederick, I was speech- what is wrong? <laughs> I was well, I know what is wrong. Wait, I was like, <laughs> of all the things. There might be something to that, though, because I'm trying to figure out why Pop wants to deal Murray for Lowry marketing. <laughs> oh, I don't I'm, guessing, well, I'm guessing they have like they have footers. abundance of guards. They have that like yeah. abundance of guards, but still, and they don't like, have a lot of uh, they don't have a lot of shooting. But he doesn't I, I, want Lowry. He wants picks. I think he wants I maybe. Think, yeah, I can understand. They're, the they're, pick. they're available to get picks. But I think. did he not see like Lowry the last like? Well, I don't think he wants Lowry. Mm, no, 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 Ed. That didn't happen. No. <laughs> and I think they want Lowry and these guys are available. And we're saying, oh, that makes sense. And he's saying, no, no, no. These are two completely different transactions. <laughs> like, we can buy low with this guy because he won't get max the match. And then we'll trade him for actual. So I, I don't think they're seeing it as like a one. No, no. Yeah, yeah probably yeah, okay. more than likely not. Yeah, definitely. That's probably but if he's, well, Maybe Lowry, he can save Lowry. If there's somebody who can, maybe it's Pop. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to turn him into Tiago Splitter 5.0. Yes, yeah. Oh, hey, man, Will Purdue had the best year of his career under Greg Popovich. <laughs> yes, he did. Maybe Pop like stayed in Finland when he was in the Air Force for like a year, and he has like a, <laughs> <laughs> a side family or something. Yeah, like. or he just like has an affinity for like that culture. Oh, so, okay, I got you. <laughs> Pop, Pop will unleash the. Uh, the dog in Larry, I guess. I don't know. That Maybe. would make me happy, honestly. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't <laughs> even, even be mad. Does Lowry really have wouldn't. a dog in him? Like, I don't. <laughs> Maybe there's a Fe- little. February like... Lowry did. February, yeah, February <laughs> definitely, he definitely did for sure. Ugh. Outside of that, though, the other 11 Might months. Tea, Maybe one of those teacup dogs. I don't know. Something <laughs> inside him. I don't, I don't know. It's my son, man. It uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's, there's other options. I think we've seen rumors. Like, I know. No one in Bulls Nation liked this one, but the Bulls potentially inquiring about Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was just I I honestly think that was more so either the the his agent pushing rumors or AK might be interested, but it's like option like D or E. And depending on the price, like okay, we strike out on Lonzo, we strike out on or we strike out on Murray, Lonzo, uh trading in the draft for a point guard, all these other options that just we continually strike out on. Okay, well, let's talk to Schroeder. Hey, we'll give you the MLE. 
Oh, you want that much? 20 million? No, no. Okay, never mind. We're, we're good. <laughs> like something like that, I'm thinking, is more likely the scenario as opposed to them having like, yeah, we're going to be 12 a.m. on free agency. We're going to be at your door. I don't think it's anything like that. Now, the only person who's going to be, you know, calling up Schroeder at midnight the first day of free agency talking about a hundred million plus contract is his own agent. No one else <laughs> yeah. is calling Schroeder about that much money. Well, you know, when that report came out like a couple weeks ago, the one that was like, he has communicated that he would like, you know, <laughs> North of, you know, 120 million or whatever. And everybody on NBA Twitter just, just burst out laughing. Like, no, that, that report that the bulls were in one of the teams interested in Schroeder that, that, that came from Schroeder's agent and no one else. I, I don't buy that for a second. I'm with you on that. Because if the Bulls' new front office is actually stupid enough to want to pay that guy a multi-year deal worth north of $100 million, they are a lot dumber than I thought they were. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think they would want to, I mean, at all, come give them that much money. Like I said, I think if, if there's any interest, it's because their options are running low. And it's like, okay, well, we'll see what what we could do, but not for any close to anything that resembles a hundred million dollar yeah i think i think matt's right here because like and this is why I, i'm not really overreacting to rumors that come out every day this is agent leak season so agents are going to hype up all of their clients and say yeah you know i heard the bulls are you know talking to such and such oh yeah you know bulls are interested so you're going to see a lot of it the uh next couple of weeks but I honestly would not be surprised because I feel like in free agency every year, there's that one guy who everyone laughs at about their contract demands and they somewhat get that demand. They get very close right. to it. I feel like it happens maybe not every year, but every other year. I feel like it happens. Mm-hmm. I remember when Chandler Parsons got that contract from uh, Memphis. $200 million. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it happens. Luol Dane got paid. By the Lakers, oh, it, it, it happens. Did. 2016, again, that yeah. was the same year. We have to look yeah. at it. That was the year that everything jumped up. That was the year that KD left, right? Like, yeah. uh, and went to the Warriors. And I feel like we look at, oh, they're not worth this value. It doesn't matter if they're worth that value. It matters, are they worth that value relative to the market of free agency right now? Yeah. Everyone's, yeah. it takes one pl- one team to overpay. There's too many, yeah, there's too many Everyone's teams that have cap Everyone has money. There's yes. too many yeah. teams that have cap space. Everyone's going to get paid. And I know I was talking how beggars can't be choosers. This, for me, is kind of the exception. And <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, like, it's funny because I like Dennis Schroeder. I really do. Like, I like his game. But when I look at how it fits with the Bulls, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't see that. I don't I don't see the fit. And I know he played with Billy Donovan. I think he had one of his best seasons. That's kind of when he started coming out is when right. he got under Billy Donovan. And that would be the only thing. Uh, connection and I think his agent why he would bring up something like that because there's a connection there right there but as far as the money is concerned man like we over here arguing, arguing about Lonzo getting getting his 20 mil like Schroeder dude he's he's gonna get broke off like he's gonna get paid and that's what he's looking for period and yeah so I, I expect him to be with probably a little lower tier team uh, a team you know that's just there like I don't I'm not like Sac- but you know kind of on the Sacramento level maybe or something oh. like that um, even though not Sacramento out. specifically, but just kind of on, you know, that level. But, man, he's he's going to get his money, though. He's going to get his money. He can score. You know he can facilitate. I believe he was averaging close to six assists a game with LeBron James on his team. Um, but he can play, but he's going to get paid, and he expects to get paid. But 
I don't expect it to be here at all. I don't. I just don't see it happening at all. Yeah, I, yeah, because I, I think we're all in agreement as far as the monetary aspect and even the general interest. I think we're all in agreement um, as far as the Bulls really going after okay. Schroeder. I mean, and, it just, and, and, and really the only re- reason we were talking about it again, it's because the Bulls are such in, the, in a hard you know place that they desperately need that point guard that can come in and offset the weaknesses of guys like Zach and Kobe and what they provide because the Bulls desperately need that. Like when you saw last season, you know, Garrett Temple went missing for games and the Bulls were all of a sudden like just completely trash on the perimeter defensively. Garrett Temple. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and there's no disrespect to Garrett Temple. He's a solid no, veteran. No. He's a solid <laughs> veteran, but that kind of shows you and illustrates how bad, you know, we are in that regards. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, there's a lot of different opportunities, options that the Bulls can really hit in free agency. Um, will be interesting to see how they go about doing all that. And I know John has uh, his time is running a little. I'm so uh, sorry. Short. No, it's okay. Let's we'll, we'll move on to our final segment here. I think I wanted to do something a little fun. I know you guys have uh, become really close friends over the last two three years. I want to say and. Um, just want to see how well you know each other. I thought this would be mm-hmm. fun to kind of get in, get in to do a, two truths and a lie. So, John, we'll have you go first. Sweet. Uh, please give us your two truths and a lie, and then we'll see if Matt and Dave can guess which uh, which one is which. Perfect. And I just want to say this is a great idea for a segment. And I know Matt and Dave have like brothers, but I don't. And so like I consider them brothers, whether they whether they like it or not. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to I will force this intimacy on you, too. Uh, so here, here are my two truths in a lie. One or in whatever order. Uh, one, I have two foster sisters. Two, I don't have a gallbladder or three. I'm an Eagle Scout. Mm. Oh, I know what my guess is. Uh, wait, what was the second one again? That I don't have a gallbladder. Okay, I'm going to say gallbladder is true. Um, I think that I, th- I think the two adopted sisters is the lie because I know he has an adopted brother, but I don't think he has two adopted sisters. So I'm going to say that one's the lie. I, I, I want to say Eagle Scout and no offense to John. <laughs> I've too. never heard him talk about that unless That's I'm true. misremembering and he doesn't That's seem true. like the Eagle John Scout in the type. woods. John, you're right. John in the woods. You're right. you're right. John in the woods is crazy, but no, I'm still sticking with mine. Though. I'm still sticking it's, with, but yeah, John in the woods is crazy. John he, looks he would freeze to death in the woods. His gloves don't even have tips to the fingers. <laughs> I mean, Peck, you nailed it. I'm not an Eagle Scout. I got, <laughs> I got my arrow light as we blow. I do have, I, I do have an adopted sister but i also have two foster sisters so they're a little bit different so uh okay okay uh, but i thought the word two would like that'd be too specific but i do they're from zambia they're very nice uh yeah. but um and i don't have a gallbladder but i was never I was just one. yeah only one percent of um well i do have my sister's adopted but she's my sister like that's different well that's okay. like a different okay. category like <laughs> it's weird uh <laughs> but uh yeah I, I they would not let me i would be the worst eagle scout in the world, in the world. <laughs> I, thought, <man. laughs> I, I, I was a i was a cub scout for like a month 
Really? Uh, yeah. I, well, and the biggest reason we, we I, I stopped being a Cubs fan because so we came from India when I was like five and I think I was like six or seven and we only had one car. So like it was hard for my parents to like, yeah, you know, go to their like so my dad would go to work and top my mom off to her job and like trying to get to evening things. So, you know, someone has to sacrifice my mom and dad can't sacrifice their jobs. <laughs> so, yeah. So like I had to, I, we, our, call. Me, and my, me and my sisters couldn't do a lot of, you know, after school activities and things like that. But, you know, I, I did it for like a month. I think I may have earned like a popcorn badge. I can't remember. Oh, snap. At most. Lucky. I think that was a popcorn badge. And I think the, I was a, I was a, a so I made a cup scout. I think I had got I had, I didn't get the the bear scout badge. I think it was a bear scout badge. I got the bobcat badge. Yeah, it goes bobcat, bear, wolf, tiger. I think. Right. Like, I, I know all this. I was a cub scout, me, and, and then you, okay. get your, you get your arrow Eagle of light. Like, yeah. Oh, we blows, we blows, then arrow of light into boy scouts. And then I, I love how your lives are really steeped in truth, though. Yeah, yeah. If you do a lot of specifics. Impressive. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Uh, you guys right. are good. That, you nailed it. That, that's awesome. Uh, the Eagles got that cracked me up. Like John, John just looked so like, yep, Matt got it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, God dang it. Yeah, that second thought, I was like, yeah, he's right, John. <laughs> John don't do outside. Like, no. that's what he do. No. Oh, yeah. Camping, kidding me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll go we'll go to Matt next. He'll he'll yes. give his two truths and a lie. Okay. Um I gotta find them and remember what they are. Here we go. Uh okay, two truths and a lie. Uh I once played in a soccer tournament in Australia. Hmm. I'm related to John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> and I'm friends with the lead singer of Walk the Moon. Wow. Are you real? If, if, that, if Walk the Moon's real, we gotta talk about. Yeah, we gotta talk about all three of these actually. Um, <laughs> Man, so you were you you were an actor, and that would explain why your parents would be so okay with you being an actor if it was John Wilkes right. Booth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like that would have come up. <laughs> I'm going John Wilkes Booth. It was a fool. Um, I want to go with that as well, only because I know how much Matt. Love soccer. He likes soccer. Um, and he travels. Like, I know yeah. he travels. He's worldly. He is a worldly person. But he athletic, could. Matt, I don't know. So I'm going to say soccer in Australia. Football, so. I know, but I'm going to say soccer in Australia. I know he loves soccer, okay? I know he loves it. It's his sport. He's been trying to get me in it since I've met him. Um, and ties, but, you betcha. Playing it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say soccer in Australia. I'm going uh, to say soccer in Australia. My, the only caveat I'll say is he could be like, I'm friends with the bases from Walk the Moon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the middle one, the John Wilkes Booth. Okay. All right, John, uh, John is correct. <sighs> that, is, that is the lie. But it is a slight deviation from the truth. Unlike the, you know, lead singer versus bassist, my slight deviation lie was I'm not related to John Wilkes Booth. I am related to the doctor who treated his leg Mud. after he injured it, jumping off of the balcony of the Ford's Theater after assassinating Lincoln. Dr. Mudd. Dr. Wow. Samuel Mudd yeah. is uh, awesome. a long, uh, a long reaching 
member of my family he, line. He got hanged. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty he got, cool. He got hanged I, for that. <laughs> I do want to know about this tournament. Like, how did that even happen? How did that come about that you got an opportunity to do that? So I think it was like eighth summer of eighth grade, between eighth grade and freshman year of high school. I did this program called People to People Sports Ambassadors. Damn it, you um, told me about this. That was like uh, awesome. kid, kids oh who are athletes, but also very you know outgoing and social and wanted to not only compete uh, athletically, but um, it, it was very much about outreach and, and uh, meeting uh, youth from other cultures and other countries because it was basically like a World Cup for eighth graders. Oh so God, like we told me about uh, Australia, uh, it was actually Australia and New Zealand that co-hosted it. And so like I went with one of my buddies that I played on my traveling soccer team with, uh, you know, the suburbs of Chicago. And then, you know, we comprised, you know, a couple of guys from a roster of maybe 15 to 18 kids from all over the USA. And then, you know, we played kids from France, from Spain, from, you know, from Australia, from, you know, all over the place. What city? Uh, so we were in Sydney and then Ooh. we were in Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, so awesome. that's awesome. That's awesome. So we'll go to Dave next. Last but definitely not least. What are your two truths and a lie? Um, OK, so. My ex-girlfriend wrote a book about our relationship. I I once got stuck on a mountain and was almost attacked by four moose. And moose? Moose. I, I got into an, Ob an Obama inauguration party by pretending to be a stranger's bodyguard. I know that last one is true. That one's true. Because I've heard that story. Yeah. I know that one's true. I, what, 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 was it inauguration or was it that he won? I thought it was just he won. The, the oh. celebrations, yeah. So it, it was inauguration. It was in Chicago. It was the Grand Park one, the right? So that's not, want, man, that's yeah, not, he's trying to he's trying to trick us there. That's not inauguration. <laughs> Maybe so I, think, I think that's the lie with uh, the technicality. I know the book is real too because I've uh, read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's called Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> red is my favorite color see <laughs> uh, i think he misspoke and he didn't mean to say inauguration i think it's the moose i yeah i just am having a tough time picturing dave on a mountain encountering mooses but I, also, I also i i learned it's it's it is the plural of moose is moose i just learned that uh fun fact uh but i do think he like, I could see him getting stuck and not having cell phone service a lot. Like, I feel like just like today is like, I looked at my phone and like all these people were texting me. Like I could just see that happening. <laughs> I, I know I don't get a guess, but I'm going to say the moose too, just because the moose are fucking big. So I can't big. imagine like, have you guys seen a moose? Like, like oh, yeah. things, oh, most things are huge. And four of those dudes. I mean, that seems unbelievable, that unrealistic and unbelievable. So I, mm. I know I don't get a guess, but I, I would go with the moose as well. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm going. I'm going moose. Also, moose across the board. What is it? What is it, Big Dave? Uh, the lie is ex girlfriend writing a book. Oh, Dang it. Wow. <laughs> I need to know about this moose thing. What the hell? So what mountain. So I was in. I was um, New Mexico. I was in New Mexico. I don't remember what mountain, but I was in New Mexico. I was with my girlfriend at the time, and she, her family, had a cabin. Before she wrote a book about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a movie does, does an unpublished book count because i've been in the unpublished <laughs> yeah she wrote, but, she wrote it but no 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 the book is a lie um 
so yeah, we, we drive up and she doesn't know exactly. She doesn't really truly remember where we are. So we're just driving and we're driving and we're driving. And then I realized we're kind of going in a circle, but going higher and higher and higher. And I get to the top and I'm looking down I'm like, and we're in like a Chevy, like Lumina, by the way. And I'm driving and I get up and I'm like, we're up really high. Okay. I was like, I don't think this cab, whoever we're talking about is up here. And so I, I stopped the car. We get, uh, we look in, the, we tried to look at our map, but then my phone has no service. And then the car shuts off. It's dark because I don't know what out there, by the way. And so the car shuts off. I can't see anything. Oh, uh, this darkness. And I try to trank the car and it doesn't turn. And I said to myself, I said, Lord, please, not this way. <laughs> That's what I said in my head. And, and I turned the car on and it came on right after I said that. And right in front of my car were four of the biggest moose I had ever seen in my life, just standing like in front of the car. And it was one, it was two in front and it was like two like to the side. And they were all just standing looking at the car like, what are you doing here? And, you know, we froze and I told her, yo, just don't move, just don't do anything. And in unison, they moved to the side of the mountain to let us go through and give us a path. And we drove by slowly and their noses are right up against the windshield like this. Oh, so, oh man. Breathing on this thing. And they let us go by. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I just, got down the mountain and, and ran into a white wolf. And I had never seen a white wolf before at a gas station. And there was a white wolf there. And I told, the cop, I told the cop, dude, there's a white wolf right here. He said, who, Fred? And I was like, I was like, where am I? <laughs> Dick. That's what I, I, I just I just googled moose in New Mexico, and it says it, it's very rare. So what you saw was very like that was a very special. Yeah, thing. We were high. Maybe. I'm talking about we were yeah. high up a mountain. We were really really high, and I'll never forget because you know they had those big you know huge antlers, and you know mm-hmm. just I, I never seen one up that close in my in my life. But it was four of them, and. My ex, she, she can attest to all of this. Like she was right there with me. Everything I'm saying, but yeah, it was crazy. Ed, would you confront four mooses for the Bulls to win a championship? <laughs> no, I, I do not do that. Man, <laughs> y'all talking about would, he would throw a moose into the deep end of a pool. Though. I absolutely. <laughs> they're, ex- they're excellent swimmers for sure. Y'all were talking about all this outdoor stuff, and I was like, "Yo, I do not know a damn thing about like Eagle Scouts and stuff." Like, yo, I'm this blew my mind. <laughs> Oh, and that was route that cabin we went to was absolutely terrible. She hadn't been there since we were kids and it was horrible. It was just her grandfather's cabin where they actually went to hunt. And so when we walked in, you know, there's a you know, a moose head actually <laughs> like on the actual oh, you know, we walk in, it's there and the carpet was terrible, but the free it, it was a lot of beer, so I was okay. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, you you guys have led interesting lives. Uh, hopefully one day we can get together and over beers, I can learn more about your interests. Love, love that. Man. Yeah, yeah. That cool, was uh, that that you guys. Uh, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. Love you. Appreciate right it. Right back at you, man. Big uh, fan. Big fan. Please uh, let our listeners know. I think. I mean, I think they all already know where to find you, follow you. But please plug all your things that you do or you're doing, will be doing, want to be doing. I don't know. Just let us know. Uh, well, you can catch all three of us on the Friday episode of Locked on Bulls uh, to finish out this past week. Uh, John joined us. And yeah, in case you 
live under a rock and haven't heard the news. Big Dave is my new co-host uh, of yes. Locked On Bulls podcast. So uh, we're happy about that. A lot, lot of positive feedback and positive responses from people to have uh, who are happy to have him on board. But yeah, follow us, Bulls Pack, uh, Foul Sports, Locked On Bulls. Um, follow John and his uh, and his cheese tweets, right? Yeah, right, follow Velveeta, guys. I'm trying to get to fifty thousand followers by the end of the year. So follow Velveeta, please. How far away are you? 16,000. Okay, you got a ways to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I feel like if I had more followers, my job would be easier. (laughs) Dude, with all of the viral, like, thunder tweets and door tweets, you're only at 16K on that account? No, I'm at 34K. I'm at, no, no, sorry, sorry. Oh, I need oh, 16K. So I'm at 16 oh, okay. away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Say, that seemed lost. I was like, wait, I, yeah. I thought I saw you that how, was like over 30. And here's the true question of how good John is at his job. Ooh. How many followers did that account have when you started working for it? That's very nice. I think it was 23. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So Look at that. There. Wow. Clawson, <laughs> wow. we went from 2,000 to 22,000 in three days. Oh, wow. Wow. and that was like the it's but like it makes it easier then you get likes and then you're you have to work less and so just follow okay. Lovita. you know, hire like, this man you know what's follow. funny you know what's funny when i found out he was Velveeta, like like something clicked in my head <laughs> this is why i find this account so funny because john is <laughs> fucking hilarious well thank you for that i mean it's like, it, it's it makes sense <laughs> now i get it why this account yeah. is awesome i mean it's should fake cheese be tweeting probably not but it does so let's have some fun <laughs> <laughs> what a world what we'll a world we get to live in i i miss the days when it was still a well-kept secret yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anytime yeah. somebody would react to or quote tweet or whatever with Velvet, I'll be like, fun. that's just yeah. my silly and, friend John. Yeah, yeah. It, it should have clicked to me because you would tweet about Larry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is a Bulls fan. And and your tweets are like your jokes are very like Yeah. And not I'm, to say they're, they're well, I'm they're, a one trick pony. No, I can't. No, not one trick <laughs> pony. You like people have a style, like a yes. comedic style. Yeah. And the, your your comedic style is very recognizable. Very needy, like. very loud. Um, <laughs> so very, yeah, I, it clicked. And I was approval. like, how did I not figure this out sooner that John is Velveeta? Well, so please, just please follow Velveeta because oh, that'd be so great that like all these like steakums they have like a hundred thousand, and you're like, oh, what a life! Nice. What a life! Nice. Wow. <laughs> Ed, yeah. any final thoughts uh, as we're wrapping up here? <laughs> I just wanted to uh, uh, yes. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah. you first, you first. Yo, I just wanted to mention. I heard your. Uh, I haven't. I've not listened yet. It's been on my list, but I heard your ad reads for Rock Auto are <laughs> next level. I just wanted to get that out there, man. So I gotta. That's one thing I know I've been looking forward to hearing. So I gotta. I gotta hey, man, I've <laughs> never gotten so much feedback for a commercial read of my life. It was insane. Nobody talks about the Bulls' knowledge. Nobody talks about the basketball. It's like. Dude, them ad reads. Like, could you read some rockauto.com, please? Like, the fact that I'm even saying that sentence is insane. <laughs> like, could you read some rockauto.com? So, yeah, I'm happy people enjoy it. I enjoy doing it. Uh, it's all been a part of Matt's master plan to get me to read all of the ads, and his plan is going very, very well. You, you got to give the people what they want, Dave, and I've been reading yeah. ads for three and a half years. I don't mind, man. I'm, I'm here to help you. <laughs> like I told you when you told me about it, I said, I'm here to help. Hand them off to me. I got you back, sir. So he's bringing me in slowly. So, yeah, soon it will be, it will be all everything I do, and I'll be happy to take that off. Matt's uh, already full, full plate. Awesome, awesome. Oh, and listen to Ball on Bulls yes. and the Ball Podcast with my man Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. Uh, to say it here first, 
the tournament of trash begins in August. Awesome. And also, Salim, you will be a guest on the tournament. Yes! Yes! You, do you understand how excited I am about this? You yeah. do not understand. This is like, I, I, <laughs> oh my God. I'm. Thank you. You're welcome. Because, Me and Chris talked about this about two weeks ago, and I was like, Celine really wants to be on a guest on his. Oh my I, God. I, I I'm, I'm, so. I'm going to be, I'm not going to be able to sleep like, <laughs> the night before. I'm, you have no idea how excited about this I am because that that is probably one of the best things on Bulls podcast Twitter, the tournament of trash. <laughs> <laughs> thank you man. oh man thank you so much i'll be a guest sir thank you appreciate it and, and any other final thoughts you got nah man that's it uh just looking forward to seeing uh whatever agent leak rumors come out in free agency oh, so we can all overreact yes. to it and you know that's yes. that's what i'm anticipating overreaction is my only reaction <laughs> <laughs> shout out eminem you guys know nice. the Bulls That's are going to sign ball. Mike Conley. I swear it's totally going to happen. <laughs> I don't I, like Fred. I don't know where Fred has. Shout out C Red, Fred. Shout I love Fred. I love Fred. Look, I love Fred. But like, where does he get that in his head that Mike Conley would want to leave the Bulls, uh, for for the Jazz? Why would he leave a contender to come to a team that might make the playoffs? Well, because in Fred's head, the Bulls have are playoff contenders every year. Yeah. And- he feels like Mike Conley might Mike Conley might just want his money at the point in time in his career that he is. He just yeah. you know want to get his check and not win. So I guess hey, that's hey, the, the reasoning. Hey, Fred might actually finally win a bet Which against is? Mark. He bet Mark that the the Suns would not win the championship, and they made a bet on that. So he finally might win a bet. I think oh, he's snap. 0 for two against Matt too, right, Matt? I think yeah. he may like. So he's finally going to win a bet, I think. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. The Bucks. the Bucks are yet. a weird team. It so ain't over never yet, know. man. It ain't over yet. Game seven. <laughs> I, I gave Fred a break. I didn't make any bets with them this year because, you know, poor guy. He's got to get tired of losing. <laughs> you, 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 you let him off the hook with that, with that punishment, too, because you I let did. him. <laughs> I, I banished him in October of last year when – the finals had ended basically, and there was nothing happening in the world of bulls. So I, I banished him for a very dark bulls month. And sometimes I regret that. That's funny. Vacation. Like that's a, that's a little mental health sure. vacation. <laughs> <laughs> mental health vacation. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. That's a wrap for today's show. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. Central on dash radios. Nothing but net radio station. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can find us on all major and minor podcast platforms. Please subscribe and rate us a five on Apple Podcasts. Thank you again so very much to Dave Watson, Matt Peck, and John Sabine. And thank you to all the listeners for always tuning in. For Edward Shula and myself, till next time, Bulls fans. <laughs>